With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now! Hello and welcome back to Sea red UK. Well, quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, Matt. Thank you very much. I just had myself a nice, uh, big, hearty bowl of Irish stew to keep me warm while I'm sitting out in the cold. Um, <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bit of a strange one, this, because the Bulls won, won, won a game last night against the Wizards, and... <laughs> I should be sitting here and kind of going, yeah, we've got, we got to win. And I am, and I'm happy that we've got a win. And it's broken the back of that little um, slide we were on. But um, I don't get the warm and fuzzies from the game, unfortunately. Because, you know, we'll go through it properly in a minute. Like, a, But it just didn't, it didn't go the way it really kind of could have or should have gone. It was far too much of a of a scrap for my liking. Yeah, um, I'm sure you felt the same way. I know we've talked about it. Yeah, I mean, like I say, we've got the win, and yeah, a win's a win. But like I say, it just doesn't seem to have shook any of the sort of the doubt off, does it? No, it no, was, it wasn't a comfortable win which potentially it should have been well yeah absolutely and the big thing that we've been waiting for as well is you know we've been waiting for the big three to show up together at the same time and we kind of kind of got that last night but yet it still didn't feel like it was clicking across the whole team to so to go through the score like you know it was it was a, a win of 115 to 111 um we quite comfortably took the first quarter with 29 points to 22 the second quarter again you know this seems to be our our weakness at the minute second quarter we kind of fall apart and often towards the end of the first quarter as well we we will let the other team take a bit of a lead or get back into it and um they beat us 27 to 23 in the second quarter, which still left us up at half time, 52 49. But then it, it just, it felt like with how bad the Wizards looked on the floor, it felt like we should have been annihilating them. Yeah. But we, we just kept letting them hang around. <laughs> and part yeah. of the reason I think that that was happening was because we were playing shit too. Yeah, and that's what we kept sort of alluding to in the live sort of thread last night, wasn't it? it? Was yeah, it's two bad teams, right? 
and that's exactly what it looked like. Was to, it looked like two bad teams, and we know we can be better than that, and that's the frustration. Yeah, yeah. we we got the win, and that's great, and I am happy, but it just, I suppose, where the 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 ill feeling comes from is. It feels like if we'd been up against pretty much any other team in the league last night, we were going to get blown out. Yeah, definitely. Do you know, not even the top tier teams, but the middle in teams, they they yeah. hammered us last night. It just kind of felt like another one of them sort of OKC magic type games mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we could quite easily, we just couldn't kill them off. No, well, not and they were doing everything they could to give us the game as well. It really felt that way as well. It really did. It, it was almost like, like they didn't want to win the game. <laughs> they yeah. were trying everything. And then, it, and then it was like, we didn't want to win it either. It was like, no, you know yeah. what, let's make it competitive. <laughs> now, but no, it was, I mean, obviously, the, the reason why it sort of feels a bit thingy is because they were missing some key players, weren't they, as well? They were. Bradley Beal which, was out. Uh, Rui Hachimura was out. Which, I mean, yeah, it changes the game slightly, especially Bradley Beal. Yes. You know, because it had changed how we had to defend, it had changed how they had to attack, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it could have opened the game up a little bit more, but, yeah, I mean... I'd say we're happy, both happy with the win. It's just, of course, there's a lot of negatives towards it as well. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like yeah, we got it, but we we needed to take it to the wire and push hard in the fourth in order to take this game, and it should have been put to bed in the first or second quarter, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, to to finish out the third quarter, we lost thirty-two to twenty-eight. And then the fourth quarter, which was when Demar finally decided to um, to start showing up, <laughs> um, we took it thirty-five to thirty to get the one fifteen one eleven win. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Zach looked good, Vooch looked good, Demar looked poor, and then he just switched it on when we needed him to in the fourth quarter. In fairness, yeah, but. The big, the big thing for me, and and I know you feel the same way, was this was a game from our perspective, from the Bulls' perspective, of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, it was shocking the number of turnovers. Um, but there, it was actually from both teams, wasn't it as well? Well, from both teams, yeah, absolutely. But the first quarter was actually relatively low, and then it just collapsed in regards to uh, protecting the ball yeah I mean we we, we ended up with 19 and they had 18 do you know what I mean right. but um, it was the the points off them they got 28 yeah. and we got 15 yeah and it's just like you close that up or stop them from getting 28 and bring them close to 15 then we do blow them out Right. Which is what... I know you don't come into a game expecting to blow anybody out because there's no such thing as a gimme in this league anymore. But no. that was what we wanted to see. Yeah. And it's what we're capable of. When you, 
your big three are scoring what sixty odd percent of the points. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the first time we've seen that all year as well, isn't it? Yeah. All scoring above what did they all get? Twenty all above twenty, wasn't they? Seventy seven was the total between the three of yeah. them. Yeah, there's all above twenty five, what? Well, yeah, Vuc and Zach were 25 and DeMar was 27 for a finish. Yeah. So when it, you, your big three are putting up them sort of points, you kind of expect it to be a bit more of a blowout. But yeah. the bench just, again, didn't really turn up, did they, to put it put it out, put it to bed? No. Um, Io was the only one that kind of put up any decent numbers from the bench, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was it was a win which I'm happy about, but it was a disappointing win if there is such a thing. Um, purely based on what it took to get the win and what it looked like to get the win. Yeah, I think it's more a disappointing performance than a disappointing win. Yeah, yeah, maybe sure. that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I'd go with that. What well, it? Even. Zach, Vooch and Damar, although they put up all them points and they were what we wanted to see from them, yeah. still t- didn't look right. Damar no. was still bricking shots and, I mean, obviously him and Zach combined for 11 turnovers, didn't they? That's correct, yeah. Them. Zach had six and Damar had five. You know, so it's... Yeah, although they got it done in the end, they made hard work of it. Yeah, and, and the that... scary thing is, it could just as easily have gone the other way. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose you've got to credit Wizards in a way for making the game be like that. It was, you know, obviously they were coming in without Beal and Hachimura and what have you. Mm-hmm. But they made a game of it. They made, you know, and sometimes goes like that, doesn't it? You know, because you've got players stepping up into certain roles and trying to prove themselves. It does, yeah, yeah. I mean, Denny Avdier played well. Um, even Taj Gibson came off the bench and put up a three. Yeah. Um, you know, most... <laughs> Daniel Gafford. Yeah, he he, uh, he always seems to have a bit of a game against us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it just, it was... Fair, like you say, fair play to the Wizards. They didn't go away. They kept pushing, um, even though it wasn't really working very well for them either. They still kept plugging away at it the same as we did. And eventually it just fell more in our direction uh, off the back of, like I say, DeMar finally um, deciding to, to find the, the centre of the, the basket instead of the back of the rim or the front of the rim. Yeah, and I mean... The big thing was we started hot as well, didn't we? Especially yeah, yeah, Zach. no, it looked good at the start. Did Zach end up with 15 points at the end of the first or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he kind of cooled off a little bit and then come back at the fourth, hit a couple of big threes, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but it just got to a point, as usual with this team, where we score a three, we give a three. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually, towards the end, we did manage to stop it. I mean... Three point wise, um, we hit ten of twenty three, and they hit nine of thirty one. Right, so they were pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's it. If they could have just hit a couple more of them, 
I had Bradley Beal. Right. And it's a completely different game, isn't it? So, but I mean, to me as well, the refs ruined our momentum as they tend to do. Yeah, it seems to be the um, the story of the season, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you look at the free throw disparity, and it was like they at 20 of 29 and we at 15 of 17. Right. Again, we had ended up with a better percentage, but we had 12 less than them. Right. You know, so kind of tells you that whatever we were doing, they were calling, and whatever they were doing didn't seem to happen. Right, and, and do you know what um, there was a lot of, and even Stacey King called this out actually towards the end of the game, was they were getting away with a lot of moving screens. Oh, Porzingis. Particularly Porzingis. Yeah, I mean... If he could stay on his feet. Well, yeah, he was flopping a lot too. which yeah. flops like yeah. a football player, doesn't he? And it, <laughs> it just, <laughs> does, yeah. Just, I say it all the time, and I, if, you, if it's a blatant flop like some of the ones that he was doing, they should get teed up for it. Yeah, yeah, because that's the only way you're going to stop it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not happening. It's what they had to do in football or soccer, as you call it. You start giving players yellow cards to stop yeah. them from diving and stuff like that. Yeah, that hasn't been too successful, though. <laughs> no, because how do you um, confirm that somebody flopped? Do you know what I mean? It's that in it? it was simulation in it. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's crept, it's crept into all sports, and it pisses me off. Yeah, it. I mean, when when you actually break it down and and think about it, and this is not just in basketball. This is across all sports with this, as you say, simulation or flopping or diving or whatever you want to tightly you want to give it. It's essentially cheat. Yeah, because. You're pretending that something's happened that hasn't in order to gain an advantage. Yeah. And that's what it is, isn't it? You're trying to gain the advantage. Yeah. And you're yeah. essentially conning the refs into giving you that advantage. Com- completely. And and I hate it in in every sport that it's in that I you know, tend to throw an eye on. And, and it, it's always driven me mad. And like you say, particularly in soccer and, or football, as you like to call it, um, <laughs> it's um, it's really crept in, and yes. uh, more and more over the years, to the point now where it, it's just completely acceptable practice. Yeah, and I mean, so this is why, obviously, as you know, and some other people do that listen, why I like ice hockey because if anyone ever does it in that, they just get picked up and battered for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. so it's, just, it's just justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, It'd Maybe that's quite what they need to do. Maybe they need to yeah. give give them two minutes inside the inside the ring and then take it out with each other. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends who it is, though, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, there could be a few mismatches there, all right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so you know, looking looking at the the situation last night, um, just to, to top it off, I said this to you earlier on. You know. Every single player, bar one, for the Chicago Bulls, committed a turnover last night. Yeah. Every single player, bar one. And ironically, it was the one that done two or three in a row in the last game, which is Derek yeah. Jones Jr. He actually had quite a lot of minutes last night as well, didn't he? He played uh, just over 14 minutes. Yeah. 
which to not do a turnover in that is no. But he also only scored two points. Yeah, well, he had that monster jam that he tried to put in, didn't oh, he? Like, yeah, yeah, and he, 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 he tried on the rim and his back at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> It was that hard that it bounced off the rim and went out of bounds on the side. <laughs> yeah, it went skyrocketing. That would have been, um, yeah, that would have been one to watch for a few years, I think, if it had gone yeah. in. But... Definitely would have been making the top 10 this week, but anyways. Yeah. Right, so I guess if you've nothing else to add on it, we'll move on to the Pog Dog Hogs. Yeah. Um. So the player of the game... As voted in the live thread was Alex Caruso. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, his stat line is typical AC. Uh, five points, four rebounds, nine assists, four steals and one turnover. Um, but it's it just, as is always the case with AC, every time he affected the game, it seemed to be either a, a, a crucial moment or a pivotal moment of the game. Yeah. I mean, um, he yeah. very nearly played himself out of it, didn't he? Towards he did. the end. <laughs> he did, yeah, he, yeah. He put up he a couple was, of stinkers, but... <laughs> yeah, because I think I put it out, didn't I, about eight minutes left. Um, yeah. We couldn't decide and it was, we'll see how it goes, we'll see how it goes and then everybody seemed to be playing themselves out of it and then all of a sudden <laughs> they all come back in again and it was like, uh, no, we don't know who to give it to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And look, it could very easily have gone to Vooch. I think he had a very solid game. It could very easily have gone to Zach. He, like we say, he lulled in the middle, but then he felt like he couldn't miss a shot then towards the end of the game. Um, yeah, he got like two steals again as well, didn't he? He and... did. Two steals, five assists, seven rebounds, four or four from the line. Uh, and, and he only got one personal foul. Yeah. Uh, it's just we won't mention the six turnovers. Oh, shit, too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, the same as DeMar, though, isn't it? He had to come up with a couple of big defensive plays, considering he's not known for it. Yeah, do you know what? DeMar found the D uh, in DeMar DeRozan last night because <laughs> he yeah. he did have himself a few good defensive possessions. Definitely. Yeah, that one in particular where I can't remember it was it was going down. He kind of like stripped it, didn't he? And then dive sort of out of bounds to. Yeah, when he nearly flattened the cameraman. Yeah, and it didn't it result in a bucket for us as well. I think so. Yeah, because he kind of kept it in bounds, didn't he? And I yeah, think he and then it, yeah, transitioned out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like. Like I say, it could easily have gone to Zach or Vooch. Uh, DeMar tried to steal it in the in the dying moments, but um, AC was solid for most of the game. Um, and I just it just felt for me anyway, like he, he affected the game at, at the most vital times and kept us in it. Yeah. And as we all say to any like box score watchers, it doesn't start. You look at that and you go, how have you given him the player of the game? Right. But the one stat that does stand out is is plus minus. He was seventeen, which was the right. most for the whole team. So it's just because you don't have to put up points to influence the game. No, no. But, but at least he got, got five points assists. this time. <laughs> yeah. Which but, you know, Fracy isn't too bad. Yeah, and it was his playmaking as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, to get nine assists is 
you know, impressive for anybody, yeah. let alone somebody that isn't known for his offensive game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get into um, AC's passes in a minute, but yeah, he was... Uh, <laughs> He, he was he was very influential in the game, and, and that's why he took it. Yeah. So, the disappointment of the game. Um, I will hand this over to you before I say anything. Uh, I think we've already pretty much covered it. It was yeah. just, although it was a win, it just felt disappointing. Right. Uh, the fact we just couldn't kill him off, we couldn't pull away from him. You know, I think it was our biggest lead, 10. Uh, It was never extensive anyway. I think it was about, I think we got to about a 10 point lead in the first, something like that. It wasn't Um, very long either. I mean, they came back into it very quickly. It's not like we held a lead either. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was my disappointment. Yeah, well, my disappointment of the game is turnovers, turnovers and more turnovers. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you're not going to keep your nose out in front easily or take an extensive lead when you're turning the ball over to that extent. You're just not going to. I know no. they were. I know they were doing it too. But, um, you know, on paper anyway, we should have been the better team, especially when they were missing the likes of Beal and, and um, Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Um, okay. So then on to the highlights. Um, if, I'm pretty sure we're both going to come up with the same top highlight. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go on to some of the smaller highlights that I have, which was um, quite early in the first, actually, when Goran first came on, he made a great dish to DeMar, um, kind of faked uh, going up for a layup and dished it back through the centre of the lane and DeMar picked it up on a drive and slammed it home. Yeah. Um, and also the AC no-look pass uh, to P-Will driving in for the slam. Yeah. Um, Which was one of two, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, one of two. And the other one is my top highlight of the game. Yeah, so have, have you anything else to add to it before we go into that one? <clears throat> yeah, there was one more that I was sort of flitting between. And it was the... Um, I think it was Ayo that kicked out from under the rim to Demar. He did like a behind the back pass to Vooch, who just hit an open three. Yes, and, yeah, it was like a bounce pass, wasn't it? Yeah, behind the back bounce yeah, pass. Was, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but there can there can be only one. Yeah, um, it's already doing the rounds on the socials. I'm sure anybody who has been any bit clued into this game or or the the aftermath of this game has seen it. And that was that AC nutmeg to P-Will for the slam in the second yes. quarter. It was just time to perfection. A half second later, and it was straight up into the uh, hands of the defender. But it just cut through the legs and straight up into the lane for, for P-Will to finish it. It was perfect. Yeah. Why does she want to talk to me every single day? Right. <laughs> Typical woman doesn't understand. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was the absolute standout play for me. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just 
a bit of a side note from it. Um, when I saw it, I was like, I'm sure I've seen some seen him do that like last week or something like that. And I remembered it was when I was playing 2K. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's how good I am on 2K. <laughs> Very good. And was it with <laughs> AC as well? Um, no, it was with my, my creator player. Oh, okay, okay. Very but good. AC was on the court at the time, so... Well, there you go. He obviously <laughs> took it in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there was a few points kind of um, in general, but particularly off the back of this game that I wanted to kind of go over. Um, the first one was like, I spotted him on the bench last night and then, you know, I kind of was like, oh yeah, Malcolm Hill. <laughs> and yeah. Malcolm Malcolm Hill... You know, last season and in even a bit in the preseason, I think he stepped up and he hit a few timely threes for us. Yeah. Now, for a team that is in a major drought or lack of three point shooting right now, why is he not even seen one minute on the court? Yeah, even garbage time when just to get his eye in a little bit. Yeah. You know, like. Last season, he shot 13 of 36, which was for 36.1%, which, you know, it's not bad. You know, it's not bad at all. (laughs) I'm sure it's certainly got to be up there with some of our players that we've relied on to shoot three-pointers. Yeah, Um, well, if you sort of think that he's only going to get very limited minutes anyway, isn't he? He is, yeah. And in that time, if he puts up three four attempts mm-hmm. if that's literally all he comes out there to do because he was, he was pretty solid at D as well though isn't he so, to be yeah, fair yeah. to him you know so he's not a bad option to have come off and so if he hits two of them three or four that he puts up that completely changes the momentum of the game yeah especially if they're at the right time yeah especially if he can go back and defend as well yeah, yeah uh, exactly yeah you know and and I looked at his his numbers with the Windy City Bulls as well, and he's shooting 15 of 48 from three at the moment with the Windy City Bulls for 31.3%, which is, you know, that's a little bit lower than than he did last season for the Bulls. Yeah. But last year with the Windy City Bulls, he shot 35 of 88 for 39.8%, which is nearly 40% from three. Yeah. So he has it in him to be able to do it. And for a team that's starved of three-point shooting right now, I say get him in, even if it is garbage time, get him in, give him a run, and see how it pans out. Yeah, and he'll probably mess up a lot of people's bets like he did last year with Matt Peck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, look, if it gets us closer to a few more wins or at least gives us a bit more of a three-point threat, I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. Especially um, when we've just been on that, you know, obviously that West Coast trip as well. Yeah. You know, players are going to start looking tired and stuff like that. Just put them in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it couldn't have gone any worse. So. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, what have you got to lose at some points? Do you know, just give them, give them a go. Yeah. Just give them a few minutes, see what, see what happens. Um. Yeah, so, I mean... 
that that was my point about Malcolm Hill. Like I said, I'd I'd completely forgotten about the guy. I mean, obviously, so is Billy. <laughs> but um, give him a, give him a go, Bill. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, is it just me, right? And and you know how much of a of a fan I am of him, and how much I hope that he's going to turn into what we all hope he'll turn into. And Pat's kind of gone back. I know we've said he's regressed, and he has, but it's not just that. It's like he's playing scared. Now, Unless what, AC is passing him the ball. What's that? Unless AC is passing him the ball. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's quite exactly. happy to go. <laughs> but, uh, the, way, the way AC's putting it in his path, he's got no choice but to keep going and put it in the ring. <laughs> but, like, I've, no, I've noticed, like, you know when he's kind of he's floating around just outside or just inside the three-point line? A lot of the time when the ball goes to him, he's, he's in space and he, he's either... Not taking his shot, which I don't know why, because he's shooting well. It's just in low, low quantities. He's not taking his shot, or he kind of does these couple of steps in, dribbles the ball, sees the defense coming towards him, and kind of goes, "Oh no, I'm not going to do that." Takes a little half step back and then passes it, and it's normally a short little pass to whichever player is closest to him. Yeah, and it just doesn't get anywhere. It's like he's a, like, dude, you are built like a brick shithouse. <laughs> you know, drop a shoulder, don't foul, but drop a shoulder and get in. Yeah. Let the defense collapse on you. You're not going to get hurt. You're a big guy. That was a fluke last season. It yeah. was bad luck. Don't be afraid of getting hurt. Let the defense collapse on you, then kick the ball out. And then you've you've passing the ball out to a player that's got enough space to maybe make a shot or create something. But yeah. with these little short fart passes, you're gaining nothing because the defense can close it down immediately. Yeah. So what he needs to do is he needs to grow a pair and he needs to get in deeper and then kick it out or get in deeper and go all the way. Take your shot or slam it home. You are a beast. You need to realize you're a beast. <laughs> Do you know, um, which which makes me wonder and ask a question that I really don't like asking because I'm afraid of what the answer could potentially be. And that is, we all know he's a really nice guy. We all know he's got a really nice temperament, but is he a bit soft? Uh, yeah, I think it goes back to that mentality sort of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I did see some. I can't remember if it was Zach or Damar had said something about trying to get him to smile or something like that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, Damar was saying he wants to see him get teed up. Yeah, that was it. Just because uh, he doesn't show any emotions or anything like that. Was it Casey yeah. Johnson that put it out? I think it was, but it came from Damar, I think, didn't it? Yeah. Um, just want to see if I can find it, but I don't think I can. Um, yeah, it's just when he does play with any sort of aggression, he's near enough unstoppable. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's the annoying thing. I mean, and you know, we've see, we saw is it in the last game before the Wizards won, where he flew to the rim. I mean, all right, he missed the dunk, but. 
there's no way the, the D was stopping him. Yeah. And it, it's, it's when he does those moves, you can see that for whatever reason, whether it's because someone like AC has taken it away from him or whether he's just had a little moment where he's just gone into autopilot. But when he's not yeah. thinking, when he just plays, he looks far better than when he has a second to kind of go, oh, what am I going to do here? As soon as he does that, it's like he doubts himself instantly. Yeah. And he he needs to get past that. He either needs to get some sort of a a neuralizer to make himself forget <laughs> everything that's making him be afraid, or he just needs to get beyond it and just go, well, look, at this stage, people are going to start wondering, am I a bit of a let down or a bit of a bust as a number four pick and all the praise that was heaped on me in my first season. Yeah. I need to just go for it. And yeah. I mean, I'd love to see him just throw caution to the wind. It's, I think it's why Bulls fans just can't, can't quite get on board with him, can they? Mm. You know, it, it's just because he seems to do a lot of good and then sort of stagnates a little bit doesn't he just he does definitely yeah and like I say I think it's because he starts thinking again yeah but yeah we know that the way he plays he'll probably come out and change all that again I know yeah we'll have criticised him now and he'll come out in beast mode in the next game probably but look look, if he does brilliant that's what we want anyway so let's let's hope for that (laughs) Okay, so the next thing I kind of wanted to touch on was after a, a win like that against the Wiz, can we actually legitimately expect to build from that kind of a performance, regardless of the result? Do you think there's anything that we can take from that and kind of go, okay, this is what we've done right, let's build from this and let's move forward and this is how we can start building a bit of momentum? Uh, I mean, obviously, in the last episode, we looked at these next six games, didn't we? We did. Uh, obviously, we've won the first one, just. Mm-hmm. We've obviously got Mavs up next, which, as we said, they're all all over the place. But uh, you know, you're not. It's like Luca's a bit like Yanis, and you're not going to stop him. You just slow him down, right? You know, he's triple double machine and what have you so I mean just looking at the next game for a start again it's a winnable game yeah as long as the things that worked last night i.e. the big three getting 25 plus points each you know we were, I thought we were pretty solid on D when we got going mm-hmm. we worked to start with it's just, I think, I'd like to think that Billy was a little bit disappointed with that win as well, from a coaching point of view. Right. In the sense of how many turnovers were made and, again, it's, you know, like you just said with P. Will, do you know what I mean? Trying to shake that out of him a little bit. Yeah. I think lineup wise he's going to keep running the one that he's going with, with AC starting at point guard. Yeah, well, he said when Javante comes back, he's going to put him in the starting lineup, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, that. So, but I mean, obviously, we don't know when that's going to happen. No. 
So, I mean, there was stuff there to build on. And the thing is, we've seen it already, haven't we, in other games. And then all of a sudden, we don't do it again. You know, like, with the fact we can beat Celtics and Bucks and then yeah. go and lose to OKC. Yeah. And that's what we've got to stop doing. We've, you know, we can quite easily go on a losing streak, but we've been unable to go on a winning streak. Mm-hmm. And this is the time to do a winning streak now. Absolutely. This is a great chance. You know, I mean, Mavs was the one game where I wasn't 100% sure. And I'm still not. And I've just seen a tweet from Shams that has said DeJounte Murray is out for possibly up to two weeks with an ankle sprain. Okay. Well, And he's added to John Collins and DeAndre Hunter on the sidelines. So that's a massive part of the Hawks team out. Plus Trey Young throwing his teddies out and doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, well, he can't get on with the coach right now, so yeah. So, you know, that should be a dub. But if we win that, <laughs> you get everyone just know, oh, well, Hawks didn't have so and so, they didn't have so and so. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. So to me, they've got to go on a winning streak now. Otherwise, I think they're just they're going to completely lose a lot of the fans. Do you know what I mean? It, they're already down and struggling with it. Mm-hmm. If we don't pick up, we're going to you know turn this poor win into something more positive. Right. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Let's let's hope so. But yeah. Um, yeah, I look, I I agree. I mean something positive can be taken from any any win, I guess. Um I do think that the coaching staff are going to sit down, look a lot of game tape, um go over an awful lot of stuff with the with the team and kind of say to them, look, you can't you can't win games this way. We got lucky in this one; it worked out. But in order to win games, we need to uh, we need to protect the ball better. We need to keep the rotations going. I mean, the defensive rotations last night were pretty good. I thought, yeah. But um, the offensive rotations they look really good in the first. And they look really good in the fourth. Um, but in the second and the third, yet again, even though it had been working, feeding it into Vooch, it, it stopped working. Uh, there was a lot of ISO ball that wasn't working out. And you saw it again. Vooch felt like he didn't have a place in in the paint and he started to float back out again. Yeah. And um, if we could just keep running the offense through Vooch in the middle, we look far superior than we do when we're playing basically just iso ball all the time. Yeah. I think one of the big things is we've got to get the starters and then the bench unit both clicking right because that's the one thing that doesn't seem to have happened yet is having both units firing yeah you know as we said just said yeah the big three went off last night but the bench didn't no and in the past where we've seen the big three struggling it's the bench that's sometimes carried us to a win and I don't know if it's because the rotations have completely changed or what, but the last few games, the bench unit has just, they've still been putting up points, not like we were last year, but they're just, I mean, it doesn't help when Drummond picks up four fouls in, what was it, 
Five Four thousand five minutes. <laughs> five thousand eight minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, we need to we need to get a drummage back. Definitely, the yeah, real drummage anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know, I think their first possession was uh, Goran to Dre um, inside, wasn't it? last night the very first yeah. possession and I thought oh yeah, yeah we've got Drummage and then that was kind of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's nothing else <laughs> but um, yeah look it's a win let's hope we take this we learn from this we move forward and we make the corrections and, and the adjustments in order to get another one yeah Um. so couple of other things I was going to go over um, I think I'll save one of them till the end because it's not really kind of too relevant to the team but um, we talked about doing this the other night and then we kind of ran out of time so I think maybe we might cover it tonight um, even though it's a little bit past the quarter season mark now we do our quarterly player grades and team grade yeah I'll just uh, quickly send it to the advert and then we'll come back in with that sounds good The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Welcome back. And as we said before, we're going to do sort of some grades and I'll uh, pass it back to you. Yeah, so just past the quarter part, quarter marker of the season. And, you know, obviously I, I wrote some of these grades down a couple of games ago and there's probably a few slight adjustments I'll make as I talk. But, um, We'll run through the the starters or players that have played as starters and uh, give them a grade so far and yes. grade the bench as a total group. The coaching staff, not Billy on his own, because it's not just Billy on his own, um, a team grade and uh, have a little chat about it. So if we start off with Zach, um, I'll let you take the first one and I'll take the second one. We'll alternate. So, what grade did you give Zach? Um, I'd say a B minus. Right. He, you know, obviously everyone's well aware of the the way he struggled. More health wise, I think. At yeah. the start, you know, obviously sitting games and stuff like that. I mean, obviously this is our first back to back coming up this weekend, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him in that. Um, well, not our first back-to-back, our first in a while. Yeah. Um, and I think the last five, six games, he's, he's looked a lot more like Zach. He has, definitely. He's, you know, the way he's attacking, you know, Zachary, attackery is backery sort of thing. Yep. And he's... Kind of getting there with his three-pointer. You know, he's not quite as prolific as you want him to be, but 
he's getting there. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. for me, the big thing with him is his defense at the minute. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's not he's not an elite defender by any means, and I don't think he's ever going to be. No, but the but, effort is there now. Yeah, I'm going to say he's putting the effort in now, and he's coming up with steals and getting in passing lanes, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, B minus for Zach. Yeah, uh, well, like I say, I've done this a few days ago, and and I think after the last couple of games, Zach is definitely trending up for me. Um, I had graded him at a C, but I've upgraded him to a C plus. Um, And to be honest with you, I could possibly even slide that to a B minus after the way he played again last night. Um, For the very same reasons we just talked about there, um, I do think he is on the upswing now um, and hopefully it will continue. Yeah. So Demar then. Um, Demar, Demar, Demar. <laughs> Demar, for me, when you look at his numbers, when you look at his percentages, when you look at his trends, he's pretty close to what he where, where he was last season, but it just doesn't feel that way yeah the eye test certainly seems to contradict the numbers for that reason i've also given him a c plus but again that it was trending down it potentially may may start to come back up again i would expect that to be somewhere in the b mark in the next couple of weeks. What about you? Yeah, I'd go for about a C, but that's just purely on the last few games. You know, he's, like you just said, he started well. You know, we've had that 40, was it 45 point yeah. game off him or whatever it was. Um, we've had games where he's actually made the team look better, even though he's not scored as many points as we didn't used to. But then the last seems like the Zach's gone forward in the last five or six games, and Demar's gone backwards a little bit. You know, it's yeah. I mean, I, I was shocked that he put up the most points last night for us. I'm not. Yes, yeah. I didn't look at the box score until this morning, and I thought, yeah, right. I knew he was starting to hit some big buckets, getting his on ones and stuff like that towards the end. But it just didn't look like he was having that sort of a game. No, he, he kind of just tore it up in the in the last quarter, really. Yeah. You know, again, hopefully that game last night is a bit of a turning point and we start to see him move in the right direction again. Yeah, let's hope so. Okay, so on to Vooch. What have you got? <sighs> um... <laughs> I don't. It's frustrating, Vooch. Very. I've always said it with him. He's the most frustrating player on this team to me. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of it's down to him. I think it's just because he doesn't get used in the right way. Right. But saying all that, I think he's probably been one of our best players this year so far. Mm-hmm. He's had that little sort of dip in form. You know, from where he was at the start, because he, he come in, he was our best player at the start of the year, wasn't he? And yeah. And he dipped a little bit, 
and then he has sort of come back in the last couple of games. So I'm going to give him a B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I've graded him at a B. Um, I think the reason why he's started playing better again and the reason why he was playing good at the start was because he was being correctly utilised. Yeah. Um, And hopefully they can see this trend uh, that feeding Vooch and using him inside to do the, you know, as I preach about the whole time, play the inside-outside game with Vooch. It, It benefits him. It benefits the rest of the team. And, you know, we don't have great three-point shooters. We all know this. We've all talked about this. We've harped on about this for a long time. But you put the ball into Vooch in the paint, the defense will naturally contract. And then he's great to kick the ball back out. Yeah. So when he, when, when he feels that defense collapse on him a bit and he kicks the ball back out, you've given yourself another half step or step worth of time to set yourself for a, for a more open shot. Yeah. So when you're not great at shooting from distance, that is worth so much because, you know, any NBA player worth their salt can hit an open shot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At least it's going to raise your odds of hitting that shot by a few percentage points. Yeah. And I will take every percentage point we can get in regards to increasing shooting. Yeah. So, yeah, so a B for Vooch. So Io, um, yeah, I think I think Io is is trending down, and unfortunately, he's trending down quite rapidly. Really. Yeah. Um. Okay, his attack in the rim is great. When he gets that ball in his hands and he just looks up and he sees the ring and he sees nothing else and he goes for it. It's it's brilliant. Now he doesn't always finish, but it's still he's attacking the rim, and I like that. But in regards to his point guardsmanship, it's it's not where it needs to be. And a lot of the time, when he's on the court as the point guard, the ball is not in his hands. Yeah, and that's not what we need. So I've graded IO with a C. Yeah. Um I mean he started well, didn't he, this year? Yeah, he did. You know, he was putting up points, it looked like he'd sorted his uh, three point shot out. Yeah. Now he's very hesitant to take his shot and that's when he ends up driving to the rim. Mm-hmm. Which if that's what's working for him then yeah. Yeah. I think he looks better coming off the bench. Yeah. In these last sort of, what, three, four games now. Uh, but I think I'll give him a C minus. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. He's, he's regressed that much. Yeah, he has. And, you know, talking about the drive into the ring, the other issue I have with that is, you know, one of the great, points about Io last season was his defense yeah but the way he attacks the rim 
nine times out of ten, when he does that, he ends he ends up hugging the stanchion. Yeah, because he puts so much um, emphasis on the drive that he blows. Now, you know, like he's getting a lot of men, but he blows past under the, under the board, and then if that ball gets switched back up, whether it's gone in or whether it's a rebound, he's left down the wrong end of the court for defense. Yeah. So that's the negative side of him driving the way he's driving. Not to say that I don't like it, but just that's something that he needs to learn to switch it around and get straight back up on D. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's IO. Uh, I tell you what we'll do is we'll do P will. Yeah. And then we might cut it there for tonight and then do the rest of it on the next pod. What do you think? Yeah. I so we'll go with P will then. And it's your turn to lay one out there. Uh, <laughs> aside from Vooch, he's the most frustrating player on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I said I was giving him 20 games to to prove himself to me personally. Um, and around about 18, I was happy staying on Peewill Island. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm starting to get the laptop back out again to sort of look at booking my tickets away from it. It just, I don't know, he's not playing poorly. That's the annoying thing. No. But he's not having any major impact on the games at the minute, whether defensively or offensively. Mm -hmm. And the most annoying thing about it for me is when he got benched for the Warriors game for Javante, Ayo come out and said, you know, he's learned, he's got to learn from it. He's going to work on whatever it is he needs to work on, etc., etc. P. Will was asked the same question and he went, I was expecting it. Yeah, see, that's not great, is it? So again, it goes back to that mentality thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you are expecting it, don't say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. You didn't come out and go, like Zach, kick off. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You just pout, sulk, whatever. But I was expecting it. <laughs> and then just go about your business like normal. <laughs> so I think purely because of the way he started and the way he is now, I'm going to give him a going to sound wrong going to give him a D right straight D yeah solid D yeah okay um, harsh but possibly fair <laughs> um, yeah no I'm not, I'm not going to be quite as hard I can't I can't go that hard on my guy but <laughs> at the same time and I, I agree with an awful lot of what you said. And, you know, we've already touched on the fact that I think, you know, he's playing scared right now and, and he needs to get that out of his head. He just needs to realize, you know, that he's got ties the size of tree trunks and, and he can just blow <laughs> past most people. I mean, 
the way he catches the ball a lot of the time, he just collects it in one hand, palming it, and, and is moving the thing around like you know it's a tennis ball. Yeah, he's a, he he has the potential to be a dominating force on the floor, and he just just doesn't take that opportunity um, yet. Let's hope he let's hope he will. Oh, he will. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna gonna give him a grade of C minus. Um, but the last couple of games haven't exactly been uh, helping his situation and could quite easily drop him down to a D plus. Yeah. Um, for now. Anyway. So I think just because of time, um, I'm going to cut that there and we'll, we'll revisit the remainder on the next pod. Yeah. Um, as just one other thing I wanted to touch on quickly. This is just a short thing, really. And that's the announcement was made that they are going to be giving a Maurice Podoloff trophy for the regular season champions. Um, so my question to you is, how do you feel about that? Is it a fruitless, pointless thing to do? Do you think it adds another layer to the game, to the uh, to the season, or um, or how do you feel about it? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't the only other trophy they announced, was it? They were giving out trophies for stuff that they're already awards for, like Coach of the Year, Exec of the Year, and stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously, we had all them trophies last year as well, didn't we? The mm. um. Or the naming them, the like Eastern Conference and Larry Bird Trophy, and yeah. But ultimately, players aren't going to be remembered for winning them, especially a regular season one. And I don't know if they're trying to because we keep going hearing about this sort of mid-season competition thing as well, don't we? And I don't know if they're trying to bring it in line with European football or soccer. By, it's like, I don't know if it's like a sponsorship thing or what, do you know what I mean? To try and get a bit more money in or what, um, long-term anyway. But why do we need participation trophies? You know my feelings on participation trophies, which is why you've asked me. <laughs> it's totally why I've asked you, yeah. <laughs> because to me, that's all it is. The players don't care about it. They just want to get their hands on the main one. There we go, Brian. Exactly. You know, that, that's all the players are interested in. So all the fans are interested in. Yeah, it might give a team like us, for example, a little bit of a boost when you haven't won something for ever. And, um, well, that's how it feels anyway. Yeah. You know, so it gives the fans something to be excited about. Oh, yeah, we've got a trophy. But it doesn't mean anything. The, the American sports, it's all about the playoffs. Yeah. Rightly yes. or wrongly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To win the regular season you've been the best team over 82 games. Doesn't mean you're actually going to be classed as champions, though. So, uh, I, I'm, I don't like it. I think it's right. pointless. And 
nothing more than a participation trophy. They might as well give every player a, a medal or a ring or whatever for the the season. Yeah, well, they were talking about that, weren't they? Talking about giving rings for regular season last year. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? This is my this is my take on it, right? I think this is Adam Silver's attempt to stop teams from resting stars um, towards the playoffs. Because yeah. we all we all know what it's like, you know, it gets towards the end of the season and you're almost looking at the second unit versus the second unit in a lot of games because the stars are taking a rest because they've got a blister or they're sitting down because they're tired or, you know, <laughs> something, something like that. And um, I think this is an attempt for the sake of the fans to keep the standard of the teams up in the latter end of the season. Now, whether it will actually have that effect or not, we'll have to wait and see. And I guess that will kind of come down to ownership and coaching staff, I think, more so than players. Because if the ownership of the teams feel like they want this trophy on their resume then they are going to ensure that the best squad is playing on the court regardless of what point they're at the season yeah I I see what you're saying but then there's got to be an incentive to win it and it's the same as the mid-season competition that they keep banging on about yeah financially there's nothing the players gain from it no, because not the players. But if they can, no, but if they can make make it financially interesting to ownership, whether it's through notoriety, sponsorship deals, or actual recompense, then maybe that changes things. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that is the case. I'm. I'm purely speculating here but I'm just saying is that maybe the kind of direction that Adam Silver is trying to take it in yeah see I, I just to me I don't, just don't think there's enough reward there I just yeah. you know unless you're going to give them a buy in the first round of the playoffs then there's no real incentive to winning another trophy I mean well maybe to... maybe that's something that could be introduced obviously they're not going to do it this year they're in the middle of the season but maybe that's something that they could introduce or think about down the line is something that becomes worth their while competing for this trophy yeah and I mean it's like obviously the same discussions come out with all the trophies that would come out last year the was it the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference uh, <laughs> MVPs or finals MVPs yeah I mean I couldn't tell you who won the Eastern. I've got no, an I idea. Tatum, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. And that's the honest I truth. Co- I know Corey won the West, didn't he? Oh, probably. Steph. Anyway. Yeah. You know, but that's what I mean. Nobody's bothered about them. Nobody's going to look back and say, oh, I remember when uh, Corey won the Western Conference MVP. 
Mm. Oh, what did he do in the finals? Oh, well, they lost. Well, it don't matter then, does it? <laughs> Everything's geared to the finals. So putting these pointless trophies in, in between, to me, you know, you look at MJ's record with the, you know, everything that he won. Nobody looks at him and goes, well, he didn't win an Eastern Conference MVP. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and everything's all about history, isn't it? You know, when you when you end up looking back on it all. Yeah. And when you've made the finals and the finals MVPs and everything like that, the the biggest thing that you can achieve, nobody's interested in the smaller things. You know, so to me, that's why it's just literally a participation trophy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, to me, I think it's a long term. They're going to try and get them all sponsored just to try and earn some more money. Yeah. And and that could very well be the point. And, and that could just be what it's all about. But I'm curious. I was curious to hear your take on it, even though I had a fair idea where it was going to go. <laughs> um you know, I've given you kind of my my opinion on it. Uh, it'd be interesting if anybody else listening is uh, got their own take on it, or wants to tell Matt that he's wrong, um, or tell me <laughs> that I'm wrong. Please feel free to jump on the socials and, and let us know because I think that's quite an interesting one. It'd be interesting to see what people think about it. Yeah, I mean, I could go on a proper rant about participation. I know, I know you could, and I, I think if we had more time, you probably would have done. But um, <laughs> it's kind of part of why I. I Threw it in there at the end. <laughs> yeah, my house is full of my son's participation trophies. Yeah, yeah. Well done, you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> the disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not even going to get going. <laughs> yeah. Right. Will we cut it short? Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, we were going to touch on Ben Gordon, but again, I think that's a whole other thing as well, isn't it now? So, yeah, I don't think anybody touches on Ben Gordon these days. He might no, stab, you. stab you with a sewing needle or whatever it was. Uh, I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, he obviously needs help. Yeah, and I mean, when you highlighted him as your player profile back in the off-season, I did say that when you watch his Instagram lives, he clearly needs help. Yeah, and since then he's been what arrested three times, four times, yeah. whatever it is now, and admitted to hospital. And I mean, I've seen the video today of when he was actually getting arrested, and it's it, it is yeah. sad. It's just you know, I know we just made a little bit of a joke about it, but it is sad. Um, it is, it is definitely. Yeah, you know, and he's clearly got issues that he needs help with, and hopefully, someone somewhere will give him that help yeah let's hope so so yeah a bit of a dreary note to end it on but that's uh balls for you <laughs> yeah. So, yeah if you're uh, as usual if you're still with us thanks for listening let us know your thoughts in the comments whether we're right wrong whatever and we'll be back next week after what, we'll have two games to talk about yeah. Hopefully two dubs. Let's hope so. And uh, yeah, as usual, you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And I've been Neil. Find me on Twitter, Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the C Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if you could. 
And until next time, wherever you are in the world, see red, go ball. Ah!